What is the mother of all wake-up calls? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me today is Dr. Christian Northrup. Dr. Northrup co-founded the Woman to Woman Healthcare Center in Yarmouth, Maine, is past president of the American Holistic Medical Association, speaks internationally on women's health, and is the author of the best-selling books, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and The Wisdom of Menopause. Dr. Northrup, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. What is the mother of all wake-up calls? Oh, the mother of all wake-up calls is midlife, and it's called perimenopause. It is a time when women start to skip ovulations and skip periods and begin to understand that if they continue doing what they've been doing, their health and their life will not work. So it's kind of, you're in labor with yourself during perimenopause. What is the difference between perimenopause and menopause? Perimenopause is the years leading up to menopause. Menopause is defined as the final menstrual period. And it's a retrospective diagnosis because you don't know until a year has gone by that that is, in fact, your final period. And women can still get pregnant during that time, so it's important to still use protection. (laughs) Is there an age range for women? The average age of menopause in North America is 52. That's 52, the final period. But it can range from 40 to 57. What are the physical and emotional symptoms women may experience? The most common one is sense of irritability, night sweats, hot flashes, and sometimes this thing called cotton head where you forget where you put things. And women erroneously think that this means that they're losing it and, you know, the beginning of Alzheimer's. It's not true. It's that your attention is focused inward on yourself. You actually have to focus inward on yourself in order to stay healthy or get healthy during this time. Uh, Women at this time are often juggling a family, a job, perhaps taking care of aging parents, and everything gets taken care of but their own health, and that's what needs to stop. What are the good things? Are there any good things about perimenopause and menopause? For some women, they have the most sex drive of their life as the inner stroma of the ovary increases in size and there's increased testosterone. Actually, I think the whole perimenopause transition is a good thing because it forces you to take a look at things that you've probably been ignoring or shoving under the rug. But on the other side of it, what you see is women are getting stronger than ever, healthier than ever. They will often form solid new relationships, let old ones go that aren't serving them. For instance, a new job, a new marriage, that sort of thing, uh, or they found a new company. This is very, very common. So you move into your power years. You move into your wisdom years, and that's the beauty of this transition even though while you're going through it, it may feel like the end. Do you have any stories illustrating that? Yes, my own. (laughs) I, at the age of 49, smack dab in the middle of perimenopause, I went through a divorce, 
after 24 years of marriage. It was not anything that I really wanted, but there was no way I could hold this relationship together. And I went from a household of five people to me alone within six months, and it was the dead of a main winter with snow halfway up the windows. So I was left with being alone and having to reinvent myself totally. I mean, I thought that I was going to ride into the sunset with this man, and I never thought that I would be a single mother or that I would be putting my children through college myself or that I would be alone at midlife. And yet that's what happened. And at the time, it really felt awful. My husband got remarried very quickly, had another child. So there was a sort of a soap opera quality to it. And I'd always preached to my patients that this was a time of reinvention. This was a time to let go of the old. Many times we're forced into that. And this was one of those cases where I wouldn't have chosen this. But now, seven years later, I see that this was the best thing that ever happened. As a result, I started to sleep better. I lost weight. I started to do Pilates. I actually had to focus on myself and my own life. I became financially literate. This was very important. You know, as a gynecologist, I work with the second chakra, the second emotional center. Money, sex, and power is what affects the genital organs, the low back, the appendix, and the large bowel. And so oftentimes disease in these areas is related to conflicts in the area of money, sex, and power. I myself had a huge fibroid tumor on the right side of my uterus that grew during this time quite large. I had it surgically removed. Fibroids are pushing your energy into dead-end relationships or jobs or creativity that hasn't been birthed. And in my case, it was trying to make a marriage work that had come to the end of its useful life. And many, many times what women do during perimenopause is they try to hold on to something that no longer serves them. You know, there's an old saying, you know, everything that I leave has claw marks on it. (laughs) So heaven knows I tried to hold on. But I'm now healthier, happier than I've ever been in my life. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Christian Northrup, author of the best-selling books, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and the Wisdom of Menopause. Dr. Northrup, what's your best advice for partners of women going through menopause who may not understand? Yeah, that's such a great question. My best advice is to stay out of the way if they're angry. And remember, it's never about you. It's about them. And I wanted to be very clear about that in The Wisdom of Menopause. When I talked about my divorce story, my former husband was the same guy I married. I'm the one who changed. So I don't blame him. So just stay out of the way. And if you've got a partner who you can't do right by, just say, sweetie, you're adorable when you're angry, and I'm going to just leave here for a while, but I'll be back. And then you have to 
do everything in your power to not engage in a power struggle. And the other thing you can do, if this is a man listening, let's say that your wife wants to go back to college or she wants to take dancing lessons or she wants to open a new business. Support her because perimenopause in midlife is the beginning of what we call vocational arousal. She's been spending probably most of her life in the inner world of home and family, at least psychically, even if she has a job. But now it's her time to go out into the world. What often happens with men at this stage is they want to stay home more and garden and putter around the house. And their wife is like, wait a minute, it's my turn. I want to go out there and see the world. So you must reevaluate your relationship. It's like you're crossing each other and if you can stay in your heart then you'll get to the other side of it and your marriage will be stronger than it ever was great advice how do you treat uncomfortable symptoms the most important thing to know is that most symptoms of perimenopause can be calmed with natural methods you do not need medication so that would be hot flashes are exacerbated by a diet high in sugar, high in caffeine, high in white foods like white flour products, white bread, potatoes, mac and cheese, the comfort foods. Those raise havoc with your blood sugar, and when your blood sugar is too high, insulin is too high, and when insulin is too high, your hormone metabolism is pushed into the wrong avenues biochemically speaking and it makes everything worse if you follow a low glycemic diet that's a diet that does not raise blood sugar then most of your symptoms will be calmed and that means eating breakfast breakfast nails in the blood sugar for the entire day so you need to eat breakfast so many women you know have a cup of coffee maybe a donut they're starving by noon they can't stop to eat, so then they get home. At four in the afternoon, they begin their evening meal, and it doesn't end until midnight. Then they say they can't lose weight, and they can't because insulin locks fat into the cells. It's a storage hormone. Insulin comes from the high-sugar diet. Alcohol is part of the problem, too. So you clean up your diet, number one. You get on a good supplement, rich in antioxidants. Those are the things that quell Cellular inflammation. Cellular inflammation is the root cause of all diseases, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, all of it. So you get on a good multivitamin. You need to take omega-3 fats. They're found in macadamia nuts, walnuts, flax seeds, which have to be ground up, and also the cold water fish, sardines, red sockeye salmon is the richest source of omega-3 fats. It's also very rich in vitamin D, which midlife women need to make sure that their breast and their bone and their colon health is in place. So those are the start. Exercise is absolutely essential. Exercise increases the elaboration of nitric oxide from inside the blood vessels, and that increases blood flow. One 20-minute aerobic exercise session will increase blood vessel caliber for 24 hours thereafter. So a walk every day of the week, a 30-minute walk every day of the week would be my recommendation. Weight training is absolutely essential. 
Pilates can be weight training. Yoga has weight training postures. Vertical vectors of force on your bones is essential to keep those bones strong and also mobile. The average woman who gets to age 50 with no heart disease and no cancer is living till 92 now. But you're not going to be able to live well if your joints are not working well and your muscles are weak. And most of the midlife problems with health are simply related to lifestyle. So that's where you start. Dr. Northrup, thank you so much for joining us today to discuss perimenopause and menopause. You are so welcome. It's been my pleasure. I'm Susan Dole, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.